Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. However you're listening to this podcast on this fine day. How are you, Danny? I'm pretty good, mate. How are you going? Good. How'd you pull up after our um, trip to Melbourne to see the Mighty Demons last weekend? Mighty Demons. Mighty Demons. Okay, that's rich. Win's um, a win. Um, yeah, none. Good as gold. No worries. <laughs> Better than me. Oh, maybe I'm... Back-to-back-to-back to back to back nights on the piss, it's uh, not something you can handle as a 36-year-old anymore. Oh, 36-year-old Sorry. can't handle it. Sorry, 37. Oh, 37-year-old <laughs> can't handle it. Well, what are you, 32, 33? 44. Get back to you, I'm not. Might be 45. 45, I... Actually, no, that's a couple of months. Yeah, no, I must say, it, uh, it was a good weekend to get over there. Watched a very, well... Wasn't the, the greatest game of football, but sometimes they're like that, and sometimes you eke out a victory. In the words of uh, the coach, no one will remember this game at the end of the year where if we're doing well, so you bank the win. Mm. No, four premiership points, but if it had been against a reasonable opposition, it might have been a different story. But it wasn't. It was against close to the worst side in the comp. <laughs> Your favourite side. The Blues. I reckon, tell you what, I'd love them to play West Coast. Well, they did, and they won by 112 <sighs> points. Bugger. Blocked that out of me, man. Absolute belted the piss out of them. That's the only game they've won in the last seven weeks, eight weeks. West Coast have improved since then, though. You reckon? <laughs> improved out of sight, out of mind. They've improved so much they've gone backwards. We can't see this shit canning West Coast, what though. What they're, they're fucked and they know it. Everyone knows it. What about they challenge about. challenge a tribunal uh, MRO thing, go to the tribunal? Even he pulls out as a late, late withdrawal with injury <laughs> for the tribunals. Like, how are you going? That Maybe you have an infected toe or some shit. Infected greys. They're, they're in... Yeah. I mean, we're not going to talk about them. We speak it every week. They're in a, a world of pain. Actually. Would we talk about Nicknat? We will talk about it. Because the extension that we were... So, I remember talking about it last year on the podcast when they announced it, and I was like, they've what? They've given him a two-year deal. He's played about four games in 48 years, and long and behold, hasn't played a game this year and will not play a game this year. So there's a like, whole year's wages gone like, How can it be... Unless unless he's on retainer and matches, so... so oh, so no. Nah, there was actually sides after him for a little two-year... Deal last year, which astounded me well, too. I would have thought to stay at West Coast at that point, you'd go, look, we'll give you one and an option. Well, he's not, a set. And he's not 28. He's 31, isn't he? 32? 31, 32? So they've given him a two-year deal for an injury-plagued ruckman who... That needs to lose 30 <laughs> kilos. <laughs> and like, if they'd given him that one-year deal, you'd be saying, you're not playing this year, all right, what... That's it. We're not going to give you another deal. They have to pay him next year now. Whether he pulls the pin or he goes, no, no, I'll, I'll run out my contract. It's one of those contracts that's going to haunt them because, yeah, all the others are still ticking. But speaking of contracts... Is that the worst contract they've got, though? No. <laughs> no. Well, and it's a bad one. It, there's there's well, many that, a bad That's ones horrendous there. and that's not their worst. Well, so it depends... What you class as a good or a poor contract? Because there's another contract that was signed by the Lizard, Blakey, 
Yeah. He's now on till 2031. The longest contract, longest current serving contract yeah. in the league. He's gone past um, Oliver and who else was the long one? Oh, it's sorry, Mackay. Mackay is the second longest contract. Did you know that? Wow. Jeez, wouldn't they be fucking looking at that contract going, oh, how do we get out of this? Do we trade? Do we do anything? Yeah. Could get Sam McClure to sort the contract out for him. <laughs> yeah, just smooth it out over another 12 years for the same wage. Um, Kane Corns isn't a fan of the long ones, and you can see why they have burnt a few clubs of late. But uh, although, I think he wa- the, I think the although he wasn't horrendous against the... Uh, he wasn't as bullish against the Lizard one as he is against others. Because well, the Lizard's what? So we say the lizard. We're talking about Blakey from Sydney. If you nuffies out there don't know his nickname, and if you want to know why he's called the lizard, just have a look at him. Go watch Monsters Inc. and have a look at the bad guy in it. It is dead set him. <laughs> uh, it is the lizard, but he he's definitely worth. Not that he's worth it. I think he is a long term investment because you're not even scratching the surface on what he can do yet, and he's and, already and uh, he's the type of player up. that's always going to be. If not elite, very close to elite. Mm. But he's never ever going to get the massive highest paid player in the in the well, club no money. No, as he can't. He, some of the things I saw him on the weekend for a guy of his size to sprint the way he oh. does is uncanny. Like it's goes against physics almost. Yeah. Um, and he's got that straight back, like uh, like one of our listeners, Dan, Daniel Hardy, his nickname's Stiffy because he looks like a stiff dick as he runs. His back is like got an ironing board strapped to it, so that's where <laughs> that's where he got the nickname. But the lizard could get he could get the ironing board, or Stiffy is a nickname too. But for him to generate that pace and it's explosive pace too, um, how often does he is he taking the ball and running? At, but but takes the ball and he's already at full pace. Yeah, and um, the the interesting thing about this contract. You'd always, you'd, everyone wants to know what the figures are because if you're that young and you're signing a long-term deal, it would want to have a lot of triggers in it to start getting paid a shitload more because mm. if it's 2031 and you've won three Brownlows but uh, there's four of the players at your club getting paid more than you'd be going, hang on, maybe this long-term deal yeah. wasn't in my best interest. So they'd have to, unless he signed a 650 grand now, incrementing up to eight 900 based on performance, I don't know, but... A long deal like that. I heard someone on the radio say, set well. "Say it's really hard to make an assumption on Sydney contracts because it's really diff- they're like not the info doesn't leak nah. out of Sydney." But and then the next day, someone said, "Oh, it's, it's averaged out at about six fifty. And I'm like, "Well, that's not what Knackerbags yesterday said." Like, yeah. so so if you, if if you're him and right now he may not be worth a nine hundred grand player. Like he might be a six hundred grand. There's on no one at Sydney worth nine hundred. But what I'm saying is, in five, four or five years, when you've just finished your four year deal that you signed, and you go right, I'm re-signing for a million a year. They go, yep, you're worth that now. We'll pay it. Yeah. So when Oliver and Petrarca sign their long term deals, they're getting long term deal, but also good money on those long term deals because yeah. they're at their peak. So it's very, it'd be interesting to know what the sums are because you go. Is it what's the pros and cons for signing a long term deal as a youngster? So, didn't Wardlaw sign a long deal? Uh, signed for a couple of year, only couple of extra. Only a couple of extra. Yeah. So, so four all up. So 
a couple of, um, if you see that list of how long some so Colin, uh, Carlton has stitched up for seven years and six years for Kerno and Mackay. I'm happy with Kerno, um, although he didn't do much on the weekend. But Mackay, you saw the best and the worst of him in that game against. I don't understand when, when he was clearly the best forward option mm. early, and then up the other up the city end, he marks that one on the fifty meter line. And decides to kick it around the corners. Like, I don't get that. I just what do you can't do- understand the mentality of that. Your confidence. You know why? Because the first two goals he kicked were both from the boundary doing the run around when you use that kick. Yeah. And you got goals from him. Like, oh, yeah, I've got it down pat today. No, but then he had a set shot from about 35 out at a 45 angle and sprayed it badly. So in his head, he's gone. My I drop to, punt's gone. I have, to, I have to snap. Everything's got to go around the body. So then, he, yeah, he had a long, long distance shot around the body, and the crowd—you could hear when he turned his body. The Carlton supporters went, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" You could hear the moan around the G. It was, it was very weird watching it because he's very malign, especially with their supporters. Um, and when he kicked the goals, they're up and about. But when he missed them, fuck, the mood dropped around the G very quickly. Yeah. Um, so if they get his kicking right, I still think he can be. He's a top five, I'd say top three, yeah. four in the comp by a mile if you get a kicking right because he can clunk them. He was he's taking c- contested grabs. He's a good grab. Gra- grabs where he shouldn't have won it. And Melbourne, uh, they didn't have – who'd they have on him? They didn't have Lever or May. They had – bloke from GWS, did you know? Tomlinson. Yeah, so they had Tomlinson in for a bit. But they couldn't stop the contested mark as such with him. Hmm. But I think – Sometimes you give that away knowing that he's not going to kick. <laughs> he's not going to kick at 50%. He's going to kick at 30%. But they shut down Kerno. Well, Kerno couldn't get near the footy. I, I love how, um, and like there was the groan from the Carlton fans. But when are you going to put some acid on your shit midfielders? Oh, like, like they, all, they all hate Voss and, and Harry McKay cops it. Mm. Well, what about your fake Brownlow medalist? Yeah. He is a lazy piece of shit. What did he have? Five kicks, 13 handballs or something? That's your skipper. Had two tackles. Um, uh, is he injured? And, and I'll sit there going, is he injured now? Because you can't go from what you did last year. And Kane Corns came out early in Walsh and Rose's career, say Rose will be a better player. Well, you can finish that race right now. Yeah, because Butters cause, is better than all of them. No, but <laughs> Walsh isn't Rose's bootlaces. Uh, yeah, look, I would say Rosie is yeah, in front of him, definitely. Now. Yeah. On but, la- on, and on and you are and you're right, all right. Fucking Butters is he's hot to trot. <sighs> but he but last year he was inconsistent. He'd have these games where one week on or two weeks on, one week off. And then even at the start of this year, he was running it probably one on, one off. But his last eight eight weeks of footy, his last block of six to eight is correlating in the wins for, for Port Adelaide yep. as well. Yeah. Um, so I'd say Butters, Butters is miles ahead. But I reckon he's a better skilled Rory Sloan. A better skilled Rory Sloan? Yeah. Like he's a better footballer than you Rory mean, Sloan. I mean Sloan at his peak when Sloan was obviously at his best? Yeah, but it, Sloan was never like S- – Sloan was more – Courageous and tough than he was, mm. like a skillful out and out great footballer. Yeah, no, 
don't disagree with that comment. Coming back to Carlton's woes, mm. some of these stats are insane. So Sam Walsh, who's a, a hard mid but is also a running mid, only had two tackles, but he only had one mark. So it means he's not running to space and getting that, that connecting kick. And then, uh, and then the captain, Cripps, also only two tackles and two marks. So he's not linking up, getting a link-up kick either. He's having to find. So both those guys are having to find the footy themselves, not actually getting on a receiving end of a kick. Um, whereas Chera, I mean, Chera had six marks out of his 30 touches. So once again, he's probably finding the footy too. He's not getting... The, but watching them live, they very much seem, if they're under pressure, there's no hitting a target. It's uh. sprayed everywhere. Like Melbourne applied pressure brilliantly. And everyone's saying, oh, Melbourne weren't convincing. Well, no, they weren't. But there was a, probably four or five goals they should have kicked, which have, they need to fix their goal kicking. Mm. It's the one thing that's burning them. Because you kick those goals, you win by eight goals, and no one's even, their supporters aren't bitching and moaning on the sites that they didn't win by enough, as, Fritch, as they always do. Didn't Fritch miss some shockers? Yeah. Um, but he was, I reckon he was their best, apart from Petrarca, he was their best player. He was yeah. everywhere. Um, and, uh, and the... And um, seeing him later PCR on, yeah, was good too. Seeing him later on with how slight Fritch is, and it's like, how do you play the role you play? You oh, are when tiny. You, when you saw him in the rooms, shorter than you. And no, you're not shorter than me. No one's shorter than me. No, that's right. Yeah. Um, but but like, and to, like no, proper no tiny. On him. No frame on him, is there? There's no muscle. He's just very fit. I don't think he carries any fat at all. He, no. Um, the, the the heaviest part about him would be that head, with that head, head of hair. <laughs> head of hair it is impressive. Um, but Fritchie, uh, the way he was moving was good. Um, Got to wonder how much hairsprays in in on a melon when no, it's all natural. When at the end of the game, <laughs> it's still not a still not a hair out of place. We were talking about it earlier in the week before that game. Um, we we're talking about how Melbourne still lack. That convincing, give the footy to me, Ford. Yeah. Now that I still that I believe Mackay is that Ford. He just can't kick. If you fix his kicking, bring him into someone like Melbourne side. They can bomb it in all they like. You got a guy that can actually mark it and contest it. And I think Van Ruin will eventually be that. He is still raw as hell, but coming along. Yeah. Um, but Ben Brown, everyone's. You're saying, why is it Ben Brown in the side? Well, he can't even get a goal in the VFL. That's why he's not in the side. Mm. Getting one goal a week in the VFL and getting bugger all marks. Um, big, what's his name? The one that was back forward, back forward. Everyone thinks he's... McDonald. McDonald. He's injured, but he, he, yeah. he he's about as hungry to, for a contested footy as, a, uh, as a, a toddler is for a sleep at midday. So it's... He, Jeez. <laughs> he's... he's He's Wouldn't want some feedback on how bad that analogy is. I'm making um, new ones up every week. If people want to rate them and write them down, do all you please. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll rate. I'll rate them all now. They're all terrible. Um, and Petty was a gap fill there for a few weeks, and then he broke his foot. So. But that, that week he broke his foot. He had about four or five lead up and contested uh, marks and three uh, shots on goal. And, and one of the goals that he kicked was after his foot got broken, and he didn't miss. I still think Petty. Is very much a fritch, but more could be a lead up forward and can bring the footy to ground. Yeah. But I still reckon if you get someone like Mackay in there and fix his kicking, oh, that yeah. it'd be undeniable. Definitely, he's nowhere like 
there's clearly a mental issue. Like it's all mental. The his demons with his kicking. Not only mental technique. Like yeah, because he's got no technique. Because it's all he's over. He's flipping the footy. He's leaning one side. One he doesn't know if he's going to kick around the body. If he's going to do this and that. Just have one routine, mate. Like Matty Lloyd. There was only the only time he did a check side or ran around was when he was literally on the boundary line and you couldn't see light through the goals. Lloyd would drop punt it everywhere. Uh, Fogarty, same thing. They've got a routine. Although Texas kicking has probably wavered a little bit as he's getting older, he was always a very drop punt orientated footballer. Yep. And all the Fords that do that, they kick goals. Yeah. So, Mackay... But I, I agree with you, the thing on Mackay. If he went to a different side, you got... Different support around you. You got someone who, but like, I can't understand how you're at an AFL club and you don't have that support. Yeah. And if you can go get external support, like oh, I've and this the support I'm talking about is is you got better players, better players, and better players in your forward line yeah. structure. And people would say, "Oh, he's got Kurnos." Like, yeah, but that's one of six or seven. You've got one like, of the greatest for, full forwards ever that was at your club, Brendan Favola, who has said on radio, "I'm happy to come down and help." How's that call not yeah, ever been made? A, do it for a bloody Uber Eats voucher. It's too much ego with Ford coaches because there's no specialist coaches, like literally a goal-kicking specialist coach. I don't think their clubs have them. That's what you, comes under your Ford coach. But Maxie, Maxie said on uh, SEN this morning that theirs is uh, Choco. Choco, yes. Yep. Probably, well, but, but obviously that's not his role. He That's... One of his roles. Well, when he came to the club, they um, uh, Simon had him do a lot of the skills work for like hitting up that off one step kick. Yeah, and they reckon that improved out of sight, out of mind with a lot of one on one stuff. From, and you think about him. think about Melbourne that just slammed on the boot because mm. I'm under pressure. Yeah. How often they mark it? So, yeah, I think there's more than the issues at Carlton and. To your credit, and I had him in the eight. I didn't have him high up in the eight. I had him sitting eighth in mine. Um, the 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 fire up and the jargon from where Carlton are going to be at the end of the year and how good they're going to be, um, I think people are realising they weren't as good as everyone uh, everyone went on and and predicted them to be some sort of premiership contender. Yeah. But every year in March, their delusional supporters say how... Oh, it's our year. It's like, surely you want a few years in the finals before you worry about winning the flag. Yeah. <laughs> but I've got, got teams in the finals that haven't got close to a grand final because they've been in the finals for the last 10 years. Well, it hasn't, hasn't won a final since uh, yeah. some, of those, that, that, some of those stats. See, that's, that's the one that hurts the Carlton fans a lot too. Like, we were that much better than them and now they've, like, blown past us. Oh, yeah. Miles in front of them. Um, We'll we'll skip on to another game, a game that uh, we watched and as it went on. Do we have to? A bit more pissed I got, but you could still see what was going. A bit more. (laughs) Drunkest man in the world. Drunkest man in Melbourne, you were. Well, I had no dinner and you go to ordering. I keep forgetting that their pints are super pints, uber pints, fucking huge pints. And uh, when you have... Two a quarter, they start banking pretty quick. Don't understand why people drink them. Gross. Fuck it. Why? Oh. 
nice. It was you throw it down real quick. Oh yeah, hold yeah. Let's see how how good you were fucking Sunday morning. That they were nice. If I ate dinner, it would have been fine. I don't know why we skipped dinner. We watched two guys eat palmies while we smashed them. But anyway, the game at hand at uh, at quarter time. You thought Adelaide, if they kick another few here, they can roll over Gold Coast easily. And there was one thing that we noticed, and I said it at quarter time. Gold Coast stayed out on the field at quarter time. Half time. No, it was quarter time. Was it? Quarter time. Acclimatised to the conditions, whereas Adelaide at quarter time went and sat in the fridge. Yep. And from that point on, they looked like they were fucking frozen because they had no pace. Gold Coast murdered them after half time. But in that second quarter... Late, late in the second quarter, the riding was well and truly on the wall. They were all over them. And um, Gold Coast really butchered Adelaide from that point on. So there's three teams. Was it 10-goal turnaround? Uh, yeah. Were Adelaide 25 points up or 35 points up? Uh, we were 35 points up, I reckon. 35 We were definitely up. 25 points up. But uh, there's been three teams this year that have been 25 points up and lost. One of them was Essen and Anzac Day. And I forget who the other two are. No one's done it twice, and Adelaide have done it three times so far this season. It's against GWS, yep, Gold Coast, yep, and what was the other game? Collingwood. Oh fuck, it was too. Yeah, so we were, what were we? Six goals to zip at quarter time, or six goals to one, yeah, something like that. and we got done. Mm. So that's pretty everyone. pretty handy. Twelve points uh, to have. Well, yeah, and is is that fitness? I don't know. Everyone says, "Oh, you've got to be fit because you've got." Uh, Burjo there, but no, no, and none of our losses were fitness. No, well, two <laughs> could blame two on the weather. <laughs> Round one, too fucking hot. Gold Coast, too hot. We're checking out. We're not. It's too hot for footy. Um, Adelaide were awful. They they didn't do all of everything they had been helping win games over the last or over this year. Their hard competitive edge, their contested footy. Gold Coast and Gold Coast aren't a brilliant contested side. They're good, but They're a lot better than what everyone better. says. Are, but, but Adelaide made them look like an absolute sooster. But the way they moved the footy as well, they're attacking the corridor, but going. The moment they had the footy, they were playing on, and Adelaide were chasing. Is Whether it's a game plan thing that they had, they had realised that during the game Adelaide are doing this, we change this and we'll murder them, and they o- did. On one of the shows, they highlighted a piece of play where Rao rushed it through virtually on the line. Mm. Um, Touched, uh, I think Keys took one off the off the ground, sort of in the square, and and Rao got to it. But Rao spotted him on the half forward flank that he was on his own and and skulking forward on his own, and Rao just went with him. Wasn't his man? Yeah, just worked the workhorse. Oh. So the, the off the ball stuff he does. Um, he, it's good seeing him playing a good footy again because the last two years you thought maybe Rao's just not going to... Yeah. And I, I honestly think his con- confidence took a belting with those shoulder injuries because yeah. um, you, you're a contested ball. You saw yeah. the way he started, just like he clearly got it. Yeah. But but then... But then no, Noah Anderson was brilliant again. Still one of the most underrated blokes in yeah, the AFL he's right a ripper. Now, by a country mile. Um, uh, Hawthorne be absolutely filthy that Dean Anderson went to St Kilda the year that he did. Who's that? His dad? Yeah. What's that got to do with anything? He played 99 games for Hawthorne. Oh, I guess. He had to played one more season. He, <laughs> he would have been a father-son. Uh, a bit like Gibbsy. And, 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 like, he went number two and was always... It was 
one of them is one, one yeah. of them is two. And like, they were best mates going to the same club together. Like, yeah. couldn't have been scripted yeah. better for them. Um, Lacocious, five goals, two weeks in a row. It's amazing what happens when a guy who was the best forward in the country has started to play forward again. Yeah. Like, this is the problem when, when clubs draft players. Everyone's like, he'll be a great wingman. He'll be a great halfbackman. Hold on. Isn't he playing full forward for Woodville West Torrens in a grand final at the age of 17? Yeah. Kicking three or four goals from the boundary? Does that not say that's what you are? Yeah. Like Adam Hartlett was the prime example. He was kicking 90, almost 100 goals for Westies, and he just got recruited at the worst time when oh. Favola was their, their key forward with Lance Whitnell, and they said, oh, we're going to turn him into the centre-half back. And essentially, he, well, he played centre-half back for Westies in a premiership season, but he was still one of the best natural forwards. That yeah, but, he, but that premiership season, like, how was his body? Like, he was... Oh, yeah, but he was... He was Great at centre, but he's it's a fantastic centre back. But I still think as a forward, he was he, you never know what he would have been. Um, Adelaide, though, one of uh, something that uh, terrible timing for both player, club, everything. Duday clearly he, worse for player than club, though. Well, t- it, if Duday is gone, if he was he had made up in his mind, but no one knew. He's always saying putting contract talks off to the end of the year. He's either A, trying to have his best season to make more money, which yep. is nine times out of ten, not the case. Yep. The case is, I'm, I want to go home. I want to be close with the family. See, I've never had the thought that he's gone. <sighs> I reckon he's been gone the whole time. Yep. And But this is the thing. Does this now change? Club that was interested, club that had contract offer, does that contract get rescinded now? Because you're, you're now a player with two ACLs. You've done your ACL twice. You're now injured. You won't be a, you won't be fronting up for us in the first year for and, most of the year. And two ACLs, two opposite legs. It's yeah. not as if. So the chance of it going again on one of the are higher. So does whoever whoever's into him in Victoria does that call their jets? Has to. Does yeah has to, well, you'd think it does, or if Duday was under the guidance of his manager, going no, you have a breakout year. Um, well, not break out. You have a great final year. You're going to get more money. Does he go? Well, now I'm not only going to get the money. I'm not going to get the money. And Adelaide do I know sign what the contract was in front of me. And this is where Adelaide know so much more than someone else wanting him, because everyone knows what the footballer is, mm. but Adelaide know everything else about him, like all of his. What's he do on Wednesday afternoon with the board? Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Like they know his value, off-field value. So, I yeah. still, I still think he's gone. I just think he's. But the, how he's does he go now, though? Well, he can still go. He can. Still yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know. It works the same way, but. But is the so he he was a restricted free agent. So now, if he wants to go, if the contract's not as big, Adelaide go. Well, we can match that. We'll, we'll happily pay that, but if he wants to go, we can now activate a yeah. trade for him. So, and, and definitely either way, they have to activate the trade because because if you're picking up, hopefully, a Mason Redmond as a free agent, you don't get any free agency compensation yeah. for a bloke coming out because you're getting a free agent. Trade for trade or like for like, yeah. Yeah. So if they so, match so they, his offer... So they need Mason to match Redmond the offer to get... trade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows if Mason Redmond's even made his mind up. Gone. <laughs> well, I mean, if Adelaide are offering him big money... 
I just think Essendon I just think when it, I just think when Victorian media keep on talking about it, a player going home, going leaving Victoria, mm. it's it's on. Ninety percent of the time, when the talk of someone leaving, they're generally leaving. Yep. It, like Dangerfield, everyone's like, "Oh no, I reckon he's staying." He was always going. Um, the one from last year from Port, what's his name? Carl Amon was yep. always going. Um, these blokes that are not nine times out of ten when they're going somewhere, they're generally going. So Ber- Bergman's the big one for Port now. He's gone. Yeah. He's, he'll, he'll get good money going to a Victorian club too because he's starting to play really good footy. Yeah. They can't keep him and then keep all these other players and then... Yeah, like that age group of blokes yeah. they've got that are all showing something. And then the... They reckon they're into um, Himmelberg as well. Who's doing the books at Port? I'm still blindsided by how they can get all these players in and retain what they've got. Two I more suppose Carl Amon going helped. Two more Melbourne clubs have come sniffing around him. It was reported this morning. I mean, uh, what Gary Lyon said that, that someone's talking nine hundred grand. I almost choked when I read that. Where's this? Himmelberg's nine hundred grand. <laughs> Not even close. I don't know. Is he better than McKay? No. <laughs> the best of McKay is better than any Ford. No one's ever seen this mythical thing. The best of McKay that you're speaking of. While we're on contract talks, talking about Nick Nat, got the lizard. Tommy Dude, who oh, sorry, going back to the timing of that, Adelaide didn't have a spot available for the mid season draft. Mm. Forty eight hours later they did. Yeah. <laughs> There's no mid season draft. That's gotta hurt. I still think there should be a time where you can sign players without drafting them to cover injuries. Like what you you bring someone from the pre season draft is is exactly what I, you're doing. I think the mid season draft's shocking the way it disrespects the league state leagues and stuff. Woodville West Torrance just had one of their players taken, plucked out of nowhere. See you later. Yeah. Um, when, especially when Ruckmans get picked, that's yeah. that's deadly. Like South got brutalised for years with Brooksby, and then Noel, yeah. um, and like Brooksby three times. Yeah, and Westies had their top two best players taken in the same year, and a year before had Noble taken as well, mm. <laughs> all in the space of two years. Like, can you imagine that? Carmichael, Snelling. Noble. Oh, Snelling. I always forget Snelling. And uh, there's the other kid that got picked up by West Coast, I think, the Ruckman as well. I oh, know he was an actual draft pick. Yep. Um, yeah, so the timing for Adelaide... Who's that? There, Harry Barnett. That's the one. Um, but the timing for Adelaide is putrid because uh, you're all of a sudden down a key defender. So not just a defender, a key defender, but... Who's not a key defender? Murray's our best defender by a country mile. Oh. Should be an All-Australian contention. Forget bloody Wilkie and all them. I reckon Murray is the most underrated defender in the league right Although now. Although if Wilkie wanted to come home as well, he can. Ah, he can stay at St Kilda for a bit. Oh, okay. One good year doesn't get you 800 Gs. I didn't say I was paying him 800 to come home. I just said if he yeah. wanted to come home, he can word come for home. Word. Then you just said we'll pay him 800 grand. Okay, I'll <laughs> rewind it and have a listen. <laughs> uh, the last of the extensions I want to talk about, which is... It, like while while he's been extended hasn't blown my mind. It's been extended for two years has blown my mind. It's Fife, a guy who's been once again injured for two years. He's come back. They're not even playing him where he's best. He should be played either half forward flank pushing up as an extra mid, or just in the mid, or off half back. He's not a full forward for fuck's sake. We've they, seen at least they didn't start him as a sub one week though. 
didn't they do that for like three weeks? Yeah, they started him with a sub, and then and then the next week he started on the ground and got subbed. Got subbed. <laughs> like if he's not fit enough to run out of game, don't play him as a sub. Play him bloody for for Peel Thunder for a week or two if that's your ultimate concern. Yeah. But you just you got a superstar that's doing doing nothing, and he's been given two years. Yeah. If you're going to give him two years, do something with him. And the other thing, making comment on the extensions is. Is difficult because you don't know what the contract is. Yeah. Like, is it? Well, is it? It's not two years. It's not one year with a trigger for a second. It's a flat no. two years. Yeah, could but be. you don't know what. Yeah. You know, it could be low base. You play plenty of games and you make your money. Mm. But what's how old Spy? He's thirty-one, isn't he? Have to be. So <laughs> Adelaide had that rule of no one over thirty got. Um. More than one year extensions until they broke it. Until they broke it for McLeod. McLeod. Yep. Or oh, was it? Um. So for five to just, and it's a stupid rule to have anyway, because because this bloke at thirty and that bloke like that bloke at twenty four should be on one no, year contract. Like, yeah. Like this bloke at thirty four is even better than that twenty four year old. Player by player yep. scenario. There's no point having a blanket rule. Stupid. The five, uh, f- yeah, five's interesting. If if can if five can even find close to what his form was when he won Brownlows, well, then it's the greatest extension in history. But I don't think playing him as a sub or playing him where they're playing him, he's g- you're going to get that type of player. Well, turn turn thirty two in September. Thirty two this year. Yep. Injury plagued. Thirty two. Calves are cooked. Body's cooked, and you've given him two years. Mm. Like he's pretty good. Oh yeah, <laughs> but but when any player's body starts breaking down, when you've been as high level mid as he has too, your body's going to break yeah, down probably yeah, a bit you've quicker got smashed. as well. You haven't been you haven't been running off the halfback flank getting loose balls or something like that. So is this place falling apart? Are we going to f- end up in the ceilings caving? <laughs> um, big game this some big games this week um, involving a few of your favourite clubs. Who's uh, who's on? Oh, there's footy tonight. Did yeah. you know that? Kegs is being delivered. If you can all hear that, so yeah. uh, Thursday night footy's back finally. It's only taken what I'd six still, seven weeks. I'd still love the AFL to explain the lack of Thursday night footy in the middle of the year. Now I can understand on the rounds, like so. So we bring it back. Yet we've got a Monday King's birthday game. Yeah. Like, surely when there's a Monday game, that's n- when you don't have... And do you, know what's ret- you know what's returning this week? Sunday night football. Essendon-Carlton is a Sunday night game. Yeah. 6.40. You, are you old enough to remember Sunday night games of the Crows? Were they always 7 o'clock, though? Or were they, like, 4 oh, o'clock they were like Twilight. The old school Twilight game, wasn't it? Oh, Before we Twilight living, was a thing. We were living in... We were living in Keith, and he used to shit me because I wasn't allowed to come to the Sunday night games. Yet I'd still be awake when I heard Dad pull up in the driveway. Because, oh, I had to go to school tomorrow. Who gives a stuff about school? That's not going to help. I had to watch it on delay, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's, well, tonight we've got Sydney and St Kilda. Um, that's about as exciting as a colonoscopy. Will, um, uh, are like Sydney analogy? any... No. Um, good. Are Sydney any chance there? To win the game? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. I don't race in Kilda, so... Yeah. I think that... I actually will be... I've tipped Sydney. I've Sydney tipped Sydney. Favourite. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, and it's a big game for them. See the Lizard that. after signing his extension? There's a few games here that are dead rubbers. So Adelaide and West Coast should be a bit of a dead rubber. Um, I wouldn't say dead rubbers, the other. Sorry, I, I think Hawthorne, Brisbane. I don't know. At the MCG, still think Brisbane win that comfortably. Friday night's game. I'm very much looking forward to because it's. I should, think it's a genuine fifty-fifty game. Should be a really good game. Fifty-fifty um, 50 in the betting. Up until, up until Geelong beating them on Saturday night, you thought Bulldogs were really coming. Mm. Um, I'm coming, as Trump would say. Um, Bulldogs v Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide at their second home ground. Now this their fucking record at Marvels is incredible at the moment. Stupidly incredible. Is it seven out of the last eight they've won? Or something I think so. Like? Yeah. So they'd be going into that with a whole world of confidence because they can run, carry. They've got Fords kicking goals. Finlayson, five and a quarter. And this is the tread the last time you saw that. Yeah. And this is the Treadray game. The Treadray game? Yeah. Why? Well, this is for ten wins in a row to be untenable. <laughs> they haven't lost since he said that. Nope. He, he inspired them. Is, he, is that his is he claiming? I don't, I don't know what he's claiming. Um, Bulldogs Port, I, I'm looking forward to that game, not because... Well, be good to see Port lose, but it'll be good to see Bulldogs lose. Well, I've tipped the pair. Well, after not putting my tips in last week, I'm that far behind. So who um, was the roughest one? Uh, I'll tip them. Now, after me gloating when you said you hadn't put the tips in, I didn't realise an hour later I realised I hadn't put mine in. No, I didn't realise that. Uh. Sucked in, dickhead. Karma. Um, Adelaide, West Coast. Uh, this is a bit of a, a weird game. Well, it's not weird. I still think Frio win against Richmond, but you don't know which Richmond's going to rock up, seeing as they've just gone up to GWS and had a famous victory there with Pickett yeah. kicking a great goal just before the siren. Um, another mid-season draft pick. Another midi. Uh, it's a Frio at Richmond over there. Yeah, Frio. Frio. Uh, North Melbourne GWS at Blundstone. Fucking, if it's cold, wet, windy, that could be a, an absolute Tell you what, shocker the to same- watch. If the same North that played Essendon on the weekend turn up, that could be a better game. Have you seen a side who's so down and beaten over the last five years just come out of nowhere and play great footy? Absolute. Should have won that game. Actually, both Sunday games last week were absolute ball terrors. North Melbourne were ahead for most of the game. Feast for the eyes. So that was a good game. Uh, GWS also was a great game and they fell just short. I'm going to actually say at $2.75, maybe it's worth a, a couple of dollars for the for the kanga, kanga, kanga. Yeah, I'll tip GWS, thanks. And uh, your favourite side on, on Sunday night? The Bombers, yep. The Bombers versus Carlton. Carlton will not blow wind up Essendon's ass. <laughs> All right, just... You keep sitting there going, if Carlton actually play well, if Carlton actually play how they can... They'll they'll win it. Um, then the sun the Monday game. If Melbourne well it's, it's third v first, but if uh, Melbourne have got a fair bit to prove here, I reckon. Oh yeah, not. Do you know who they just need to prove to? They're fucking putrid supporters who will bag and bag and jump, bandwagon jump. If they get up, they'll all be saying, "Oh, we're the best team in town." Demons are back. Because I've never seen people have a go at their side after a win, saying we're going to get belted by Collingwood and. People might think Collingwood get will get up, but if Melbourne play to their best, I think it is game of the year. And and Adelaide proved that Collingwood are 
Beatable. Very, very beatable. I know we it. didn't beat them. You got to do it over four quarters. Um, I mean, Brisbane towered them up up there. Yeah. So if you get them on there, if you play, if you can shut down their run, which Brisbane did comfortably, which is Melbourne's forte. Interesting. Defensively, Brody, Brody Grundy his first outing against the Fires. Eddie had a bit to say on it last night, which was good. He, they just. Uh, Damien Barrett said, you, you've got a soft spot for Grundy, don't you? He's a soft spot. He goes, I love him. He's a great guy. He said, I didn't want him to leave the club and the position they were in, they made him leave. He goes, I wasn't happy with. He said, for them to boo him would be And if one disgrace. moron... Now, booing opposition players, and I don't care whether <laughs> people want to go see it, it's, oh, it's all the theatre. No, you, you're morons. Like, like, because one person starts booing and then all the sheep follow... He'll get get booze. They're Collingwood. They're idiots. This bloke didn't want to leave. He'll get booze. I wonder if he'll get cheers. The the football management at your club made him leave. He was contracted. Wanted to stay. Fulfill his contract. Lockie Hunter got booze against Bulldogs. He's like, mate, I got told to leave. (laughs) But delisted. (laughs) No, he didn't. He got traded for a pick 73. Um, But there's a a couple of players that were, were lined up for a great... Monday game that won't be there. Well, we don't know yet with Oliver, but apparently he's got an infected blister. I haven't seen that on an injury list before. Um, infected blister must have been a bad one then. If you've uh, sometimes you get the new boots, you get the blisters, but some of these elite footballers get shocking blisters that you don't see. They're just taped up and run through. Uh, how about um, rather than wearing the new boots two days in a row at training? How about we we just not. Break him well, in gradually. No one knows that. Don't even know if it's on his foot. Well, I'm happy to say that's how he did it. Some maybe if he does miss, maybe you could get a haircut in his week off. Oh, I love it. You would. <laughs> you do. I love him. Um, but the other one, the other absentee, to be honest, I'm shocked he only got three weeks. Jordan Degui, Degui, Degon. Jordan Degui. Degon, straight to Bali. So when you see what McAdam got for a hit that didn't hit in the head, didn't concuss, didn't do anything really. The player that he hit had the ball. Had the ball. Yet Dugowie has seen that this kid's going to handball but there was and potential him up. But there was potential for injury. Yeah, you got so so, three so actually potential for injury is equal injury. to actually breaking the rules and injuring a boy. Hewitt's concussed, going to sit out a week this week. Now, did you hear with the NRL, if you shoulder charge someone and they're con- injured or concussed... Your suspension starts when they, when, make, they when they play their first game. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's an incredible stat. You imagine you, you imagine he broke Hewitt's jaw there and he was out for six weeks and you got a six-week suspension. You ain't playing out for 12. 12. It would make people think twice. And that's why they, they have outlawed that shoulder charge. That mm. was Sonny Bill Williams' greatest weapon was that shoulder charge. Now, if you see it, you're like, oh, you're in for a long time on the sidelines and there's no... So for, to go in to get three, and even people are complaining, going, footy's now weak, it's like... That's the actual bump this year that deserve weeks because mm. he did everything wrong. He hit him when he could have tackled. He jumped. He hit him in the head. All, he, all deli- the t- he was trying we to could, hit him. We couldn't tackle because the bloke didn't have the ball. Well, if he made the tackle as he was handballing, he slowed down and bang. Yeah. Well, not slowed down. He lined up a bump. If he had tackled, it might have been, oh, he's, he's holding on. But he handballed just up. Just, he handballed just before the now, bump. So he could have tackled. Now, the Liam Duggan one on... Um, Adams, I haven't seen it. So, and that was Liam Duggan was a was a late withdrawal for the tribunal. Um, but 
the whistle blew, and then he tackled him. Like, and people were complaining, oh, this is soft. It's like the whistle had blown before he was anywhere near him. Like the it. fact that it only got one is stupid. I, I have to watch that. I haven't seen it. I can't comment. Okay. Can't comment. I don't know. There's plenty plenty of other stuff you Maybe. don't know about that you might comment on. Well, this is a this is a rare week where there's more than footy to talk about. So oh. the last bit of the show, we can talk about a couple of big things. We'll start off firstly that uh, last night, Travis had continued his get fuck tour for the selectors. Uh, what do they say? Sticking it up your ass tour because um, he is getting better and better. There was a run of all century. Yeah. And I fell asleep. Well, sorry, I went to sleep and I woke up and he was on ninety one. I was like, oh, I'll sit back I'm and watch, watch this ton out cold and then. Woke up and I thought, oh, he must have hit his ton. But I didn't realise he was on 146. Like, he continued. Yeah. And Steve Smith on 90-odd. But when I saw that he was in, I was like, oh, head's in. What's he on? He's on 60 and Smith was on 30. I'm like, oh, he is just powered ahead. Absolutely has, cracking. He has no fear of any bowler at the moment, does he? Now, I thought, waking up this morning, I thought, oh, yeah, I can understand South Australians waving the flag, like, stick it up your, stick it up your ass as selectors and rah-rah because... What we do, but Jared Waitley in his monologue at the start of his show this morning brought it up, and I'm like, oh. And then I'm reading comments, and I'm like, oh, everyone's saying this. Everyone's saying get stuffed. But you know, when it comes to centuries, like this is your grand final of Test cricket. Like it's the the, the World Test Championship. I thought the first ever, obviously second. second. Um, to score a century in that, that's got to be like up there as your oh. your best century. Like it's a full forward kicking six in the grand final. Yeah. So it's huge. And if he gets a double ton here, which is every chance of it. And when you saw that green pitch, you were like, oh, oh. this is going to swing. It's going to curve more than a honeymoon's dick. No. It, I'm it, not it's, sure. It has not played that, hasn't swung that much. I'm not sure that um, India's selection was that great. They've picked a first innings bowling attack. Not thought about the second innings, I reckon. What do you mean? Well, they're... Their bowling attack was for how it is now. Yeah. Well, haven't got an, haven't got an extra spinner. Oh, I don't think you don't need two spinners on that pitch. That was it's England. It's never been a spinner's dream. Yeah, I reckon. Speaking of spinners, uh, terrible timing for England's number one spinner to go down. There's talk of Mo and Ali making a test return for the Ashes. What? Yeah. Like legitimately, he's coming and saying, yeah, no, I'm going to think. Because I think he's been playing T20 in one day still. So for him to step into test cricket, it isn't going to be that big a deal. But they don't have a specialist spinner of a high-level calibre that they probably need now. So it's almost a shoe-in that he'd, he'd all these injuries they're coming they out. To. All these injuries they're coming out with. Like just starting excuses early. Oh, I just brought another excuse. When, when we flog them. Well, yeah, they made excuses left, right and centre when they came out here. The, just to beat them over there. Oh, it doesn't, oh. Oh, yeah. What did he say? It's a void series. Yeah, fuck off, Broad, you moron. Bloody hell. You old fart. <laughs> what, else we, what else happened uh, yesterday? What else was announced yesterday? Uh, this can be the final thing we can talk about because it could be the best thing for golf. It could be the, the worst thing for golf. But the Saudi takeover has com- is complete. But the fact that there's so much of this still to come out because... No one knows exactly what's just happened. Yeah, we're, we're at the start of it. But for Live Golf and to PGA Golf to have merged, people Cl- call it Clearly a not a merger. That ain't a merger, that's it. it. Uh, that's, like, that's like trying to say that Brisbane Fitzroy was a merger. Yeah. 
Six players went from Fitzroy to Brisbane. Now, That's not a merger. So obviously there's the players that didn't take the huge amounts of money that were offered to them and are now just sitting there going, oh, well, I fucking... I stood my ground for nothing in the end. Um, but then what happens with... You're going to a British Open, right? And yep. you've got Mickelson, DeChambeau, whatever his name is, uh, Brooks Kepka are all getting... 30 million... Guaranteed money. Guaranteed money. And Roy McElroy's walking out there and even his first prize will not even cover their almost yearly appearance fees or whatever they're getting from Liv. Does that... Ch- that's got to change, surely. I've got a contract, mate. Yeah. Is it? Is there anything? Is was there anything in these Saudi contracts that they didn't see <laughs> that could well, could change if there was a merger with PGA? And, and see, all it is is guaranteed money, though. Hmm. If you win, you get more. So, no, you don't get more. It's say if I sign a thirty million dollar contract and I win twenty eight million dollars worth of tournaments for that year, I get thirty million dollars. No, that's not correct. Uh, that it's is absolutely top of. No, that is not correct. You, really? Yeah, really. Really? Yeah. All right, show us the proof because that is not. No, no, you show me the proof that that's not the I'll, case. I'll show you the proof next week. No. It's definitely on top no, of. It's guaranteed money. No, it's not. It is. Why would they sign it? It's they, they sign thirty million. If you're getting thirty million a year, then whatever you win on the tour, that's extra. That's not. That's not included in your yearly money. That's hundred percent extra on top. Okay. Okay, you can believe that and be wrong. That's fine. You, you've you've that you've had a mare there. No, absolute mare. No, you have a look at it. Oh, I'll have a look at it. Don't if, worry, I'm going to come back sign, with a full if presentation. If I sign for thirty million dollars and win fifty million dollars worth of tournaments, I get fifty. I'm just guaranteeing thirty of my earnings without winning anything. We will go. We will do a full presentation on this because. Yep. Why would you? Oh yes, I. Oh, you've you haven't. Won thirty million and you don't get any extra on top. Oh, you, know, oh, you yep. just changed what you said there. You get extra on top after your thirty million now. I didn't change what I said. Yeah, I said anything you win is on top of what you're getting paid. So you're guaranteed thirty million. If you don't rock up at all, you're getting your thirty million. Yeah. Then whatever games you win, that's money on top of. No, Not included in your thirty million. No. If you win a tournament, that comes out of your thirty million. Incorrect. Okay, be wrong. See if I care. No, I'll, I'll, just I'll, another I'll, another thing that you're wrong about. No, I wouldn't have thought you you think you're right all the time, and you just sit there with your confidence. I, and I make don't it out think I'm right all the time. I am right all the time. You're a moron. The, list, oh, the listeners I'm, have cottoned on to it too. I'm a moron. Moronic attitude. See, at least no I can admit when I make a moronic statement, unlike person sitting opposite me. But you make so many moronic statements, and if anyone pulls you up, you just go, no, 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 you're fucking wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. And that's that's. You, that's that's how you want to well, live. Prove your life. me wrong, mate. I will. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna contact some Saudi Arabians. I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> fucking. And you reckon I make moronic statements? Yeah, but you are a moronic statement in in general. So. Another great Caesar analogy. Hold on. Read read your your Trump tweet to uh, Corey McKernan. So when did Trump tweet this? It was 18th of July last year. 18th of July 2022. So the the fraudulent Trump that everyone calls him that doesn't know what he's doing. Word for word, this is what he tweeted. Verbatim. All of those golfers that remain loyal to a very disloyal PGA in all of its different forms will pay a big price when the inevitable merger with Liv comes. 
and you get nothing but a big thank you from the PGA officials who are making millions of dollars a year. If you don't take the money now, you'll get nothing after the merger takes place and only say how smart the original signees were. Good luck to all and congratulations to a really talented Cam Smith on his incredible win. So Cam Smith had just won the British Open when he tweeted that. Well, well, well. Aged perfectly. (laughs) D-O-N-A-L-D. Drop, 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 drop. Um... That's a that's a tweet that the Trump, amount surely of, Trump as we tweet we retweeted that tweet. Surely. The amount of the amount of people that I said that to, and got comments like "Oh, pity pity he wasn't as good a president as that." It's like, hang on, where does it say that he wasn't a good president? Country's only fallen like, shit since he left. Like, like yes, he's a horrible human. N- not even he would argue that. He'd just go, yeah, but this is how I am. So suck it up, right? But. There's nothing that says it was a horrible present. Well, he's, uh, he's bang on the money there. Um, bang on the money. So everything's up in the air now. Like what happens? There's no. They've just come out saying it's a merger. All right. So what does that mean? Which which isn't a merger. Yeah. The Saudis have just bought the PGA. Saudi takeover and uh, the same Saudi group that um, yep. has now been knocked back by Messi as well in the soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Rory McIlroy this morning doubled down on his hate for Liv. And he said, don't get me wrong, I still hate Liv. And it's like, just because the mob that just bought the PGA run under a different different three-letter acronym... Jesus, say that, say, say that, that again. again. Um, like, like it's, still li- it's still the same mob, mate, that you... Piv, Liv, Div. <laughs> it's all that Saudi money, so uh, get used to it. Yeah, so... The landscape of golf is still so much to... Well, is it going to be business as usual? I don't think so, because you're not going to merge and then have the same format. So they're, getting, they're talking about team formats in, in normal PGA Tour games. Yeah. Just, I reckon the team format's just a big wank factor. I don't understand. It's just extra money that they could put into players' pockets for team stuff. So you'd win, because they were getting uh, prize money for your individual result, but then the team would get money as well. So if your team won and you won, right, you're fucking rolling in the... Rolling in the oil money, so um, well maybe we'll close up on that note. Live golf, PGA golf. It's just now. Piv, live, livgia, livga. Someone did say it this morning on the radio, but I've forgotten. Like that piv thing is just the, just the parent. Actually, the last thing we were talking about, we were saying beforehand. Greg Norman didn't know this was going down. Alleged, now, alleged CEO of Live. Now if. If Norman, his role was to recruit all these players and get them all in and, and build it up. If they've all merged with the entire golfing world, uh, Greg Norman's role is null and void. <laughs> he, oh, no, he's done his job. He's done his job, but you don't have a job now. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're done. Yeah. And he will not give shit. See you, Greg. Surely there's a... If, if I, I stands with that Greg had no idea it was going down, so... But, but he wasn't the CEO. He was just the figurehead. He was the... He's a front man. Poster boy. Yeah, poster boy, so... Golf has a new player and it's Saudi Arabia. Mm, so much to... Yeah, so there's a lot to go down in that. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be... Like in the 24 hours there'll, there'll it's be a, been... There'll be, a, there'll be a docker on this in 10 years. The 24 hours that it's been since the announcement. The players don't even know what's happening. No. No one does. It was just an announcement they've merged. It's like, well, what if they merge? What are the tournaments going to look like? What's 
what's the who's the governing body? All this and that. It's so much to digest. So and and you know who says that I'm a PGA signed tour player that I you know what's in that contract that this well, mob well, that now owns the PGA it was like well does that mean that I'm well every every contract tour card licensee whatever they call it it's now got to be they're all null and void because it's under another entity mm. it's a merger so they're all got to be redone that's there's a lot to play <laughs> yeah. but and but that's not necessarily the case either because there, well, yeah, who knows? There, there could be a thing that 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 no, well, if, with, with, if with the PGA gets taken over by someone, your contract stands. And yeah. it's like, so, so yeah, we maybe next episode we have a bit more of an in-depth chat, especially when I well go over the contract stuff. So yeah, interesting. And, and you reckon you're going to do some study on it? So, uh, good, good way to end that. Actually, should we? <laughs> actually, should we have something on it? Nah, have a chili sauce challenge or something? Or? Wouldn't have thought. Oh. Stupid enough to bet in chilli sauces. You were oh. shitting lava for a week after that. Right or wrong, I don't I, want any I, part of that. I loved it. I don't think you did. I did. The, the paint on your toilet changed, I reckon. It was that potent, that fucking... Although one of your staff members still puts, <laughs> puts it on his meal every night. Mm. <laughs> but he's got... He's, 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 he's Something wrong. He's, his chilli constitution <laughs> is like one that I've never, ever seen. Anyway, like he... Like when Homer puts his mouth with wax and eats that <laughs> ferno chili, just goes on an acid trip for for twenty four hours. Anyway, good chatting to you, mate. We'll uh, same time next week with some big footy results probably, and maybe we can even talk about our Brownlow predictor. Oh, yeah. Brownlow. So we can have our see how our mid season picks go. Farewell, Luke.